Hey, Michelle. Happy Tuesday to you. Hi, Josh. Happy Tuesday. It's kind of a cool day here it on is. the Mile High Campus. Mm-hmm. And uh, how are you doing today? I'm good. I was just noticing I have a little stuffy nose sinusy thing going on, but uh, otherwise I'm I'm good. Okay. Good to be here. How well, about you? I, I'm, I'm doing all right. Yeah, yeah, we've had some interesting flus and, and yeah. sinus infections go through the house, but I don't tend to get them. So I wonder if oh. I'm like the carrier or You're something. You're super immune man. Uh, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> but it's uh, so good to be here with you and so grateful to uh, have folks listening to us today. It's been uh, fun to embrace spiritual practice as an yes. initiative at Mile High mm-hmm. this year. And, you know, there are all sorts of spiritual practices, but sometimes people want to know, gosh, what does Dr. Michelle do as mm. her daily practice? What does Reverend Josh do? And so I thought we'd, you know, just talk about our own daily practices a little bit and then uh, wrap up by sharing about things going on in our spiritual community that we're excited about. Good. I like that. I bet it's it, it's an interesting challenge for you, and maybe I'm just projecting this, to get your practice in when you have a little one at home. I've had that to was, I've had to adjust it, and I, yeah. I do say you know about spiritual practice for me that it's it's I really feel it's the most important thing that I do mm-hmm. every day, and even in a more metaphysical sense, I, I sometimes call it the only thing I do mm-hmm. because it's the tone that's set in that spiritual practice that sets the tone for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. And whether I'm responsive or reacting, I know at some level uh, how I'm showing up is based upon what I accomplished at that time. But yes, I had a little office when we first got here, <laughs> and that went away quickly. And so I have learned to have several different meditation spots mm-hmm. and how to meditate with Nancy June. Sometimes yeah. she gets engaged, which is great too. But but I've also learned that there's such thing as a five-minute spiritual practice <laughs> uh, to get it in there. And and, yeah. uh, you know, for me, you know, as soon as I wake up, ideally, you know, the coffee's on mm-hmm. and on, on a perfect day, a quick shower. Um, but uh, I always have my tools for, for my spiritual practice, and it's a cup of coffee, just black coffee, um, a spiritual book of some sort, and a place to sit. Mm-hmm. And if I can have those three things, uh, <laughs> I'm in gear. And the you know, the coffee, and, and it said actually that the Sufis kind of popularized coffee yes, because right. it heightened their awareness. So mm-hmm. there's something about the bitterness that, that reminds me of this aspect of meditation that it's just about appreciating where I am and having that early morning first cup, the smell, it engages the senses, and it just allows me to come present in, mm-hmm. in a powerful way. And, you know, my meditation, depending on how much time I have, can be three minutes, it could be 15 minutes, but it's never usually longer mm-hmm. uh, than that. Uh, and then I like to put the book, I put, put the coffee down and grab my spiritual book, uh, this thing called You, mm-hmm. uh, Shinru Suzuki, Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind, the Tao Te Ching, you know, um, a kind of book where you can flip to every page, any mm-hmm. page that you want in that moment and, and get something of value. It's not something that I read for intellectual stimulation, but just to call me present and, and appreciate. And so I love mm-hmm. to read for a couple minutes and then I'll, I'll take that into quiet for a little bit and then just go into my my prayer work. Uh, and, and for me, you know, that prayer work involves, you know, setting my conscious tone and anchor for how I want to show up in the day. It almost always includes my immediate family, people who've requested prayer for me, but I also like to kind of leave it open and just kind of spend some time and gosh, maybe uh, you will come to mind. Uh, maybe uh, baby Nico uh, will, will come to mind and I'll just, you know, send, send love and, and light and, and, 
it's wonderful because not only to me is prayer kind of seen clearly and truly, um, but it's also a great opportunity to just have me think about what's most important, which is, sure. you know, people I love and care about. And so I usually wrap that up, some sort of, you know, message or affirmation. Sometimes I'm, you know, using something as a ongoing affirmation that I'll continue to repeat for myself. Uh, and then I'm and then I'm ready to go. Um, on a wonderful day, an extra special day, I'll write. Oh, very uh, good. And, yes. and that's a great spiritual practice for me. But mm-hmm. usually it's off to work or off to chasing Nancy June and off to the busyness of the day. So mm-hmm. that's what my daily practice mm-hmm. looks like. How about for you? That's great. Well, I, what I love about what you're saying, too, is that um, I just did a workshop here a couple of weeks ago on spiritual practice. And we all came up with in the workshop a kind of a group conclusion that you can make anything spiritual practice if you do it right washing the dishes or uh, being rocking your baby or uh, taking a walk or a run because you are a runner. So do you ever feel when you run, do you feel that? I know you asked me, but I'm just curious. Did you ask, do you feel that sense of uh, spiritual reflection when you run also? Yeah, it depends. I, I, you know, For me, there's always the traditional spiritual practices, yes. the prayer, the meditation, right, the me forgiveness, yeah. but then there's the secular, going out right. for a run, washing the dishes. Yeah. And so for me, anything that's done with reverence. So when exactly. I have reverence for it, then absolutely. But if I'm just, you know... Going through the iPod yeah. and and uh, you know whatever it is, then then no. So it really um, demands that willingness to be present mm-hmm. and to have reverence for what's sacred to me. Yeah. So what I talked about in the workshop for my practice is that um, my days are different almost every day. Like my schedule isn't very consistent. During the week, it's fairly consistent. And what I my favorite way to start the day is to uh, wake up and um, get the coffee brewing. Usually uh, my husband, my sweet husband, Ken, brews for me. I always, I did tell him early on in our relationship that the male makes coffee. It says so in the Bible because it says he brews. <laughs> so <laughs> so he, he's taken that on very lovingly, and most times he will brew me some coffee. I do start the day sipping my coffee. We open the curtains, and I have this beautiful view, and I sit and watch the birds and the squirrels and uh, the outside nature in my bed. I have this I have this reverence for like waking up and staying right there in my bed for some reason. And I have all these books and things on the nightstand that I, I bring over into the bed and they're usually spread out all over the bed. I do watch the news. I start the day off often like putting on a news show, getting the general sense of what's going on in the world because I'm one of those people who... Um, uses the news as my prayer uh, request. I watch it because I want to stay informed as a citizen of the world, but I also want to know where in the world do my prayers need to go. And usually that's where I feel the most concern, irritation, anger, pisosity, whatever it might be. I know then, okay, I need to pray about that. Uh, so I will... Steve Ducey, yeah. <laughs> you have all my prayers. All my prayers, Steve Ducey. <laughs> so I will then uh, uh, allow that time to end and move into a quiet space where um, I do have a time where I just kind of sit in the silence, usually. Sometimes I feel really called to music, so I'll play a little music and maybe even chant a bit. But most often it's uh, starting off in the silence and just getting still and feeling the day. 
and just feeling the moment that I'm in. And then I do launch into also like you, my prayer practices. I have a prayer partner, so I pray for her every day, knowing what's going on with her. I pray for family and friends, and I have a prayer list that I keep um, that I I refer back to and keep dates of how long I'm praying for things that people have asked me to pray for. And so I'll do spiritual mind treatment for them. And then often I will uh, pull one of those books out and read, or like you, journal. I have this great book that someone gave me. Honestly, now that I think about it, I might have bought it for myself. That is a bunch of writing practices and prompts that I've really been enjoying uh, tremendously. So I've been opening it um, not every day, probably about every three or four days because the writing prompts are very long. So it honestly depends on how much mm-hmm. time I have. And if I have enough time to do my writing, I'll do that writing. And it's uh, it's in the book by hand, which is unusual for me because, you know, I'm a typer mm-hmm. and I would prefer to type things. But I th- I'm finding some joy in the typing. And, uh, and that kind of gets it, the day started for me. There are, there are other days, and part of what I talked about in my workshop is that because my life is different every day, Um, I really do make space for if I have to get up really early and I don't want to or don't feel like taking time to do to start my day off. I intend to have my practice and sometimes it will mean I come here to the office, do a meeting or two, and then I shut my door and I do my practice Mm -hmm. there. So um, it it I'm not disciplined enough or have a life that's as consistent enough that I can say I can do it every single day the same way. But I have an intention to do it. And like you, sometimes it's three minutes and sometimes it's an hour. Mm-hmm. It just depends on the time I have. Well, what I, I love about everything that you're sharing is that it's really authentic. And mm-hmm. that, that'd be one of the main pieces of advice that I would give to someone who's listening to this saying, you know, what, how am I supposed to do it? Or I, I, I need mm-hmm. to assume a holy position that's right, not my own. Right. And, you know, it sounds you know like all these things have come together that, that you know yourself, that you mm-hmm. know your spirit and you know how to cultivate it uh, through all sorts of different things. And even, you know, integrating the news, you know, right. whatever it may be, um, and, and the music. It sounds like it's very uh, close to you, and there's something about that that I think helps us feel closer to God, mm-hmm. too. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think there uh, part of what we talked about in my workshop that I think is true for people with spiritual practice, which I appreciate about your practice, too, is there's this phrase that says, how you do anything is how you do everything. Mm. And so it's important to know yourself, to know, am I the kind of person who thrives on a disciplined approach. And how I would know that is that my schedule is generally the same. I tend to like to do the same thing over and over again. And that person is going to be successful by creating a practice, I think, that is in alignment with that disciplined kind of way of being. But if there's someone like me who has a a different schedule every day, it's setting the intention and then allowing oneself to find room in your schedule to say, okay, there's where I'm going to do my practice today, because I couldn't do it first thing this morning for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love that. You know, and that, that would be another, you know, piece of advice I'd have have to folks is, you know, for me, just once in a while, spiritual practice is, is okay, but until it really becomes an everyday part of your life, it doesn't matter when uh, or, or where or the, even the how, mm-hmm. but just doing it. You know, when, you know, for me to leave without doing my spiritual practice would be worse than, you know, not brushing my teeth, right. you know, or, yeah. or uh, uh-huh. you know, having pants on. Um, <laughs> I, I was actually thinking about that Saturday night because there's, you know, I spoke on Sunday, and there's always all these little things, and I really did like, isn't that amazing how I remember to put my pants on? <laughs> it's just, you know, but, but there's so many little things to, to do to put together. But do you, do you have any you know, wisdom for someone who really wants to get a daily spiritual practice going, something to, to remember? 
For me, the, the key for someone who's brand new is to give yourself permission to start small. Just mm-hmm. like we're saying, uh, maybe do three minutes of whatever you're called to do. Either listen to a song uh, or set a timer and do three minutes and, mm-hmm. and let that be okay. And do that for a while consistently because my experience when I did that is that as I consistently did that, I yearned for more. Mm-hmm. And that was the indication oh, it's time to up it. And so I upped it to five and then I upped it to 10. And then I I found myself that I can now sit sometimes for hours Mm -hmm. in meditation and be very comfortable, be very still, be very mindful, don't feel distracted all over the place. But it took a long time for me to get that way. So Mm -hmm. I think people need to give themselves permission to start small. Just like if you wanted to run a marathon, you wouldn't go out and run 26 miles Mm -hmm. right away. You would you would work up to it. And I think um, people disappoint themselves. And so then they get frustrated that they can't meditate for an hour or they can't do spiritual practice as long as they think they should. And so they just quit. Whereas I think success can happen in increments. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. I love that. What's your uh, best advice? Uh, I'll say two things. One is uh, embrace your distractions. Ah, so, that's very good. You know, even that and you know, having a little girl, mm-hmm. you know, there's that part of me that can get in that battle. Oh, you're distracting me from my meditation. And that shouldn't be the right story. It's Mm-mm. it's you're you're an alarm clock that's calling me back to now, <laughs> right. you know, to do that. And so, you know, there's someone's gonna be mowing outside. There's going to be construction. The phone is going to ring. And it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you, but we we use it to call us back present. And then um, I don't think I've articulated it this way before, but you you have to move through the surface to get through the depth. And, Uh um, you know, for those of us who are thinking a lot or busy bodies, um, it's hard to drop right back in. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I have something I call it, oh shit meditation. And it's when I sit down and it's actually a healthy thing. It's just my mind, you know, because I'm finally quieting down, says, Josh, you forgot to do this right, yesterday. Or, right. hey, you're going to wor- you're gonna forget this if you don't write that down. And so I give myself the permission sometimes to have a pad of paper to just make that little note and then mm-hmm. get back to center because there's that part of me that's listening. Or sometimes there's a feeling mm-hmm. that comes up before I can feel connected. And it might be fear or mm-hmm. it might be hurt. And it's a sign, you know, dummy, I mean that in the mm-hmm. spiritual perfection sense, um, uh, you you need to acknowledge this feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, but don't get caught in the surface, you know, uh, mm-hmm. don't let it be a tangent that, that keeps you from going deeper, because so often in life, it's those surface thoughts that become almost a defense against the, the, the good ideas, the epiphanies, the spiritual awareness that is there if we go deeper and deeper within. That's great advice, yeah. Yeah, I think having something to write thoughts down if you see yourself being, if you know yourself to be a monkey mind thinker or busy person makes perfect sense. And I always say, you know, my my problems usually have no problem waiting for me to return to them. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Just make that appointment. Uh, It's it's an exciting time. We're heading into springtime here at Mile High Church. Mm -hmm. We have our spring renewal series. I'm excited about that. And Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you, I, and Roger are all sharing it. We're calling it the wisdom of the heart. And so that kicks off on the 19th, and Mm -hmm. um, people can go online, and they can join a small group that has material around that. The groups Mm -hmm. are either on campus here or um, you know via Zoom. So you know sign up for one of those. They're totally free and a great way to connect with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, we've got Easter Sunday. What do you think? We have Good Friday too. Oh, we have Good Dr. Friday. Barry can got, uh, crucifixion before yeah, resurrection. Exactly. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, exactly. And then we are doing a, a beautiful Easter Sunday morning for sure. We're what, are you gonna about, t- what are you going to talk about? Well, I'm really going to talk about um, my journey with the experience of the cross and the whole uh, image of Jesus on the cross and how long that bothered me and how I how I use that image to help me into a deeper understanding of the message of Easter, the eternal now, and how I'm using that to live my everyday life. And it's uh, it's been a, an interesting story as a, a person who was raised in the Catholic tradition for a long time and now is a, a new thought religious science person. Um, I've, I've had a little dance with Easter that hasn't always been comfortable. And I don't think I'm the only one. So I'm looking forward to really sharing this message. Great. It sounds like a powerful story. And you yeah. mentioned the Good Friday service. It's, yes. you know, some people's favorite service here because it's a, a contemplative service. Uh-huh. Uh, Dr. Barry, who leads it, just brings so much heart. And, you know, the uh, Jennifer singing, Tom singing, you know, singing is just a beautiful musical service with readings and time for quiet. Mm-hmm. And so it's a great time reflecting as we, you know, move from the darkness, we might say, you know, into the light and the celebration of Easter. So we hope folks uh, join us for that. Of course, it's taking it's taking place on campus, but um, they'll be online yes. as well. And you mentioned music on, on Easter. We don't want to forget that we have Lauren Sheely singing, one of our Mile High favorites. And then we've got Calvin Arsenio coming back. He was the a big hit here in December, player. the harpist. Yes, he was here. The dreamy harpist. The dreamy harpist, <laughs> and uh, it's going to be beautiful. Plus Tom Litch, of course. Yes, so it's going to be director. It's going to be a great spring, and uh, thanks for listening to us today. I hope you have a great rest of your day, Michelle. Thanks, you too, Josh. Take care, everybody.